He's a good God. He's a mighty God. He's a powerful God. There is none like him in heaven and earth. He is good and good and great to be praised. Hallelujah. 40 days of community. Woo! Well, good morning, beautiful people. Uh, my name is, oh, thank you for that back. My name is Nehemiah Ray. I'm the youth pastor here at Linked Up Church over the plug. Um, praise God, praise God. It is an honor, it's a privilege to be before you all today. Y'all go ahead and have your seats, have a seat, have a seat. First things first, man, I want to give glory to God. I want to give glory Pastor Gregory, Pastor Trish for allowing me the opportunity. I don't take this lightly ever. I don't take it lightly, so thank you for the opportunity. Also got to shout out my wife. That was the one with the bump in the front singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my youth ministry partner right there. That's my youth ministry partner right there. Well, today is fifth Sunday, and this is what we call a plug in Invasion. This is where the plug or the youth ministry of Linked Up Church comes in and invades y'all space. That's what we want to do. But I just want to shout out a couple of the teams that are serving here today. You all already saw the praise and worship team along with our youth leaders incorporated in that. They did a mighty job. The dance team, I mean, they was, you know, getting it in, getting it in as well. We got ushers. We have greeters. We have hostesses. We have people in children's church and the praise and worship. We have people behind the scenes in media and social media as well. So if you all could just encourage our youth. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And if you all didn't notice as well, we had two of our youth on the bass guitar and the drums as well getting it in back there. All right, all right. Well, uh, let's, let's go before the throne in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you so much that you have given us the opportunity to breathe your breath. And you just didn't give it to us for us to breathe, but so that we can look like you in everything that we do. Thank you, God, that you empower us like never before to look like you. I pray that the words come from my lips today are with spirit, they're with power, they're not with man's wisdom. But I pray that it goes forth and changes a heart today. Not that I get any glory, but that you get the glory, Father God. I pray that you get all the praise and the glory and honor because only you can change your heart. So I ask that your spirit is already here, but it invades somebody's life today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. I can't go on without shouting out one more person. No, I'm sorry. That is what I believe is the number one dream team here at Linked Up Church, and that's our youth leaders that are over here. If y'all could just clap it up, man. They, they do an excellent job, man. They do, they do phenomenal. They was the ones getting all the kids ready, so they do an excellent, excellent job. So we have been on this Connect 40 campaign, and during this campaign, we've been on a series of connecting to community. How many of you have been involved with connecting to, to community? You've been involved. Okay, I see a lot of hands up, but I see a lot of people that have it. I want to tell you all today, it's never too late to get involved. You'd rather throw some seed out than no seed at all. If you don't throw no seed, you're going to get nothing. Throw some seed out. It's never too late to get involved. It's never too late to get connected to community, all right? So if you all haven't, man, hopefully by the end of today, you all will get connected. So Today we're going to talk about something that is very close to my heart. Um, 
What builds and destroys relationships? Today we're going to talk about why are relationships important? How relationships are destroyed and how we can build healthy relationships. Why are relationships important? That's what I'll start off with today. Well, human beings were created for a community. We are hardwired for a community. But if you don't plug up, huh, plug up, if you don't plug up, you won't function how you're supposed to function in life. We are made to go through life together. Man, I love what Pastor Gregory said. We are better together than we are apart. We are much stronger when we're together. Like he said, man, you got somebody watching your back, somebody that can help you, somebody that can be there for you, praying for you in a time of need. We need that. We are formed for a family. Man, we're supposed to be a happy, beautiful family. God is our father, and we all kids, red and yellow, black and white. We're all precious in his sight, and we're a family. We're formed for that. And the other thing is we are supposed to lean on one another. Amen. Romans 12, 4 through 5 says this. If you all, this has been our hub scripture. If you have your Bibles or if you have the version Bible app, you can go on there. Welcome online audience for you all coming today. Make sure you stay tuned in. Get involved with the, um, with the notes as well, all right? Romans 12, 4 through 5. For as we have many members in one body... But all the members do not have the same function. For we being many are one body. We are what body? body. Are we not separate? Oh, okay. That's good to know. For we being many are one body in Christ. So individually members of one another. Even though we're wired for relationships... There are easy ways for us to get disconnected from relationships. I think all of us in here have been disconnected from a relationship before in life. And we do this even with people that we know. I know there's some youth here today that right when you come in the house, all you do is go straight to your room, close the door, get on that phone. (laughs) Don't shout yet. (laughs) I'm coming for you parents too because... Some of you parents, at the same time, you come straight in for work and turn on the TV. Ooh. We are made to be together in community. These phones have been siloing us. We have been siloed thinking that we're doing community, but in reality, God has called us to be together. It should be no reason anybody should just be going up to their room by themselves and nobody's talking to each other. We got to get back to family dinners. We got to get back to at the family table. What's going on today? Talking to one another. Don't let social media raise your kids. It's easy to get disconnected from our parents, from our siblings, from our friends, from our grandparents, our aunts, our uncles. It's real easy to get disconnected. And if it's easy to get disconnected from our natural family, it can be easy to disconnect get disconnected from God, his community, small groups, dream team, and just coming to church. It can be easy to get disconnected, but we're going to talk about that today. I think there's something that could solve that. 
How do we build new relationships and prevent them from decaying? Well, let's start by defining relationship. A relationship, according to Urban Dictionary, the second definition is an excuse to annoy people. <laughs> Don't go to Urban Dictionary to get your answers on what you need, all right? But a relationship is a state of connectedness between two people, especially, especially an emotional connection. Relationships, like this, the, the, one of the root words in relationships is lat, L-A-T. And what lat means is this, to carry. In a relationship, we're supposed to carry conversation. We're supposed to carry our connection with one another. But I think it says in the scriptures that we're supposed to carry each other's burdens. We are over a real relationship is when you're taking something from somebody else and it's exchange that's happening. There's a beautiful exchange that happens between you and that other person. And so the root word is lack. How many of us are carrying somebody else's burdens in here today? And I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about spiritual. How many of you, how many of us, we know people that have burdens. How often are we praying for these people? How often are we asking them, how can I help you? Man, I heard of some great testimonies during Connect 40. People raised their hand and people blessed them with all type of money, gave them things that they need. That's community. That's real community. Not just coming to, not just coming here to the church for everything when we got thousands of people here. Somebody in this room got what you need. But if you don't take time to plug into that relationship, open up your mouth and talk, I'm telling you, you may not find what you need. Your neighbor, look to your neighbor, look to your neighbor. They may have exactly what you need. All right, all right, we, we building too much community. Let's get back to the service. Too much community. But there is one thing that breaks relationships. Did I do that? Sorry, Mr. Johnny. There's one thing that breaks relationships. Just like it's one thing that broke this pot. Gravity is the law that broke the pot. This hardwood or plywood is the instrument that was used to break it. Or gravity is the reason the pot broke, but it can be wood, concrete, bamboo, marble, whatever the floor is, that is the instrument used to break the pot. It's just like relationships. There is something that is used to break Relationships. Let's look at this real quick. The answer to that is selfishness. Selfishness is the reason relationships break. But there are plenty of things that are instrumental in the selfishness revealing itself. Lying. Selfish. Cheating. Divorce. Selfish. Pride. 
insecurity, unforgiveness, offense, selfishness, resentment, fear, lack of vulnerability all derives from selfishness. Beautiful thing, God isn't selfish with us. Gave his own son for us. Whew, thank you. Human beings think that the problem is war, racism. You know, it's the president, it's this, it's that. But really at the root of it all is selfishness. That is the problem that human beings deal with, sin and selfishness. It's not about money. Selfish. Satanists have a saying, and they have this one saying that I think is really ironic, and it says, do what thou wilt. Has anybody heard that saying before? It says, do what thou wilt. This is what Satanists believe. Everybody think it's you worshiping the devil. No, they have this one law they live by, do what thou wilt, which means this, do whatever you want to do. Live how you want to live. Man, that don't sound like Satanism to me. That just sounds like American. Oh. <laughs> Do what thou wilt. It's almost the same, right? Live however you want to live. Be selfish is what they say. But the crazy part is, is you were not created for yourself. You were created for his image. You were created to look like him, not for yourself. We got it backwards. Life isn't about us. How popping we are. Nah, how popping is he? Let me glorify him in everything I say and do. That's why Matthew 16, 24 says this. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny him or her Self. Take up his cross or her cross and follow me. Man, it's quite crazy that Jesus didn't say right here, just say a prayer. He said, if you want to come after me, you want to follow me, you got to first deny your. Y'all got to do better with me on that one. You got to deny your. Ooh, I like that. Why is it that we must first deny ourselves? is the question. Why would Jesus say that first? Well, I found in the Bible that God is love. God made us in his image, which is love. When Adam and Eve ate from the tree, they lost what love really looks like. They lost the complete image of God. And when that happened, selfishness came in. And you can see it right in the beginning. Adam did what? He blamed his wife. Sheesh, that's a little selfish, ain't it, bro? <laughs> Gonna throw your whole wife underneath the bus? <laughs> little messed up there. Selfishness. And the thing is, God wants his image back revealed in us so that we can walk it out. It says in 1 Corinthians 13 that love is not selfish. It is selfless. In order to look like God, man, there's some things we got to grow in love. And that is why I believe he said we must die to our if you have your scriptures, your Bibles, turn to Philippians 2, 1 through 8. Philippians 2, 1 through 8. Therefore, y'all there? If you're there, say amen. amen. 
Some of y'all still flipping, saying amen. <laughs> Selfish, lying. <laughs> therefore, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy. Man, this thing said, if there is any of this going on in your life, if there's any good thing from Christ, if there's any, has anybody been comforted by love, if there's any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord in one mind. This scripture right here says, if anything good that God has done for you, you got to pay attention to the rest. Has God done anything good for anybody in here today? Share it with your neighbor. Share one thing God has done good for you. Share it with your neighbor. Share it with one thing God has done good for you. Just share it. God has done plenty for me. Faithful, saved me, redeemed me. The scripture then says, if God has done anything good for you, you should respond like this. Let nothing, say nothing. nothing. Man, I looked up this word nothing in the Greek. Ooh, this is deep. This is real deep. It means absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's it. Nothing means nothing, nada. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. Man, this right here is, this right here is crazy. He said, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. Nothing we're supposed to do in life is supposed to be revolved around just me, me, me. Should be more of you, you, you. We're supposed to be looking out for each other, y'all. That's why during this Connect 40, man, we're coming on the inside first, strengthening these relationships first. Because how are we going to go out if we ain't strengthening? So we strengthen these relationships through our community, through small groups, through Dream Team. We strengthen this community, then we can go out and win that community. They're going to know us by our... Man, y'all know scriptures. It's all about the motives. Why do you do what you do? Is it for you? Or is it for somebody else? Then it says, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let's look up esteem real quick. Esteem means this, to look at, to contemplate, to scrutinize, to observe, to fix one's mind's eye on, direct one's attention to, aim at, or care for. We're supposed to be doing this for everybody. We're supposed to be looking at and contemplating. Man, how can I help this sister out? We're supposed to be scrutinizing. A lot of times we scrutinize on the negative. Girl, did you see what she had on the day? Oh. <laughs> Instead of looking at, man, I think I can bless her with something. We scrutinize for the negative, not the positive. Amen. You in school and you see somebody with some busted kicks and you want to roast them. How about you and your friends come together, buy them some J's? Buy them something. Vans, whatever you want to do. Buy them. Let's not scrutinize in the negative, but in the positive. Let's look deep into what people really need. Let's ask them. 
contemplate it. Man, that means we're supposed to meditate on how we could help other people. I mean, we're supposed to sit down and, man, God, I need help in that myself. Lord, man, that just came to me. I need help in that area. We all need help in that area. A lot of times we're meditating on our next move, our next venture, our next idea. It's cool and all, but Scripture says do nothing through selfish ambition. That's almost the direct opposite of pride. Not about I, but you. Then it says, let each one of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. He's just reiterating the same thing over and over again, trying to get it through our thick brains. It's not about you. If you want good relationships, focus on bettering others and solving their problems and helping them out. That's how you have a good relationship. If you want friends, you have to be friendly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like one-on-one -on -one basics, right? You want to build good relationships, well, smile, you know? Just smile when you see people. Don't walk around with your headphones in mad all the time. No, smile. Look inviting so that somebody can talk to you. Because ain't nobody want to talk to you and you mean mugging. Nobody. Nobody. Oh, what is mean mugging? Oh, thank you. Mean mugging. <laughs> mean mugging is when you have a frown or a mad face on your look and you walk around like this. Looking to fight someone. Where do we end off? Verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Man, this man, Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, decided to make himself of no reputation. I mean, I was just thinking if I was God, I would be, I'm here. I created y'all. Worship me. <laughs> like, but you see, Jesus tried to make himself of no reputation. What that kind of sounds like, if Jesus had an Instagram, he wouldn't be popping like that. He didn't want to be super big out in front of everybody. He would heal somebody and tell them, don't tell them that I did this. He would tell them, because he knew people was going to flock to him. Hey, hey, it's not about me. Don't, don't, you know, don't bring all of it to me. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Let's go to verse, no, no. Oh, seven. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. God who created mankind decided that he would come into the belly of a woman. That's humility. That's humbleness. He decided that he needed to breastfeed from a human that he created. And not just do that, but get beat like, some, like he stole something. Worse than he stole something. It said he was marred more than any of the sons of men. Jesus was beat worse than any other human being. He was unrecognizable on that cross. He decided to do all of that. Now, I know none of us in this room has done anything remotely close 
I mean, I think it's selfless of me when I just give my wife something about Chipotle, you know? <laughs> and we ordered the same thing. And she, can I get, you just, you got the, you got the same thing. <laughs> what are you trying to eat my, here, babe, nah, you, you can have some. That's selfless to me. <laughs> Not getting on the whole cross and dying for somebody. We got a lot of growing to do, folks. I give my wife my Chipotle if she needs it. Though. I'm, all right, don't look at me like I'm a bad husband. I, I, I do. Don't I, babe? <laughs> and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death of the Christ, of the cross, my apologies. Man, God teaches us how to have good relationships. Selflessness, man. It's real simple. But how can we build healthy relationships? How do we build those things? Becoming selfless is simple math. Anybody good at math in here? Not a lot of hands. Okay, got some hands over here for the youth and more y'all than all of them. It's simple math. Less of me, more of him. Less of me, more of him. If we get that mindset, it's not about me, it's about him. It's not about what he gives me, it's about him. What can I give to him? My life. What can you, less of me, more of him. This is what John the Baptist says, which was almost in the Old Testament, because it was before Jesus actually died and rose again from the cross. Testament is like a wheel, you know? You can't have that wheel until somebody passes away. But it says this. I like this, though. Less of me, more of him. But I think the New Testament is even deeper. I must die so that he could live. I must die so that he could live. All of me. All of me give it to him. Die to live. Man, it's quite the opposite how the kingdom of God works. The kingdom works different than the world. They said if you want happiness, man, just fulfill your own lust, fulfill your own desires. You want this, do this. No, he's saying you die so that you can really live. Jesus said in John, unless a seed falls into the ground and die, wait, unless a seed falls to the ground, it abides alone. But if it dies, it will bear much fruit. Man, when we die to ourselves, that's when we start to really flourish. What does this really look like, though? Dying to myself so that he can live. Less of me, more of him. Man, it looks like this. Less about what I can get out of my community, but what can I give to my community? Less about what I can get from the church... Man, oh man, that word wasn't, ooh, worship was this and that. No, less about what I can get from the church, more about what I can give to the church. Less about what I can give to my small groups, what my small groups are giving me. Nah, they, it ain't deep enough for me. Well, if you that deep, why don't you give some of your revelation to the small group? If you just, if you need all of that, how about you come here and spread the love? It's not, a, it's not about you. It's about him. It's about others. It's about, it's about togetherness, y'all. Unity. 
U N I T Y. Hey, U N. All right. <laughs> it's about unity. Less about, oh man, well, less about what I can take from my dream team, but what I can put into a dream team. Oh man, them greeters, they don't smile enough. Well, why don't you get out there and smile? They should be helping me to my car. Well, why don't you get an umbrella and help somebody out to the car? Why don't you get involved instead of just talking? Be about it, right? We have to start getting into the mindset of less about what we can get, more of what we can give. And this is what we even try to implement within the youth ministry. This is what we try to do in the plug. So we have an opportunity today for all of our youth. We have a lot of them serving already, but we have a youth dream team expo afterwards so that they can get involved as well. It's about us all coming together as a unity. This ain't, this ain't our youth ministry. This is y'all's youth ministry. This isn't Pastor G and them church. They're the leaders. They're the shepherds. But this is our church. We make up the church. So we have to do more of coming together and really building something. So we have plenty of opportunities for all of y'all to get involved right after service. Praise and worship team. You can sing. Get on up there. You can play instruments. Get, get down on the instruments, you know. Whatever it is, greeters, hostess, ushers, dream team, circuit board, get involved. That's all we want to see. Because when you're serving the Lord, man, when you're giving something to him, he will take care of you. But the motive isn't, oh, God going to bless me, so let me get involved. That's selfish. You back to the selfishness again. <laughs> all right? <laughs> that was the loudest clap I had all day. Yeah, he going to bless me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How else can we build healthy relationships? Well, my wife has this quote. How can you expect to have a good relationships with imperfect people if you can't have one with the perfect God. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Something we do in the plug, we don't just clap regularly. We clap like this. That's one of them clap-worthy phrases right there. You have to start with God first, then with people. And you expecting to have a, I mean, I'm talking about any relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, you trying to have a, man, we imperfect. You can't have a relationship with the almighty perfect one who's never done anything wrong, but yet you want to have a boo. <laughs> relationships are work. It's not just easy. Relationships are work. That's why you need to have God rubbing off on you more and more. That's why he needs to be first. If you ain't got it right with God, how dare you think you're going to have it right with us? Because some of us in this room is jacked up. I'm in that. I got some shoot. Start with God first. Then start with people. Why is that? I think it's another type of math equation. Horizontal first. No. Vertical first. Up and down, you and God. You get this together first. I noticed that when me and my wife are in the best places is when I'm spending more time with God. Ain't got nothing to do with her. Got to do with me and him. Because when this happens, he is love. He's pouring down his grace upon me. Grace is giving me the power to do what I can't do on my own. 
So when I'm getting this right, I'm spending time in the morning, you know, spending good devotion, good prayer, I, throughout the day speaking in tongues, throughout the day communicating with him. Man, when this, when somebody comes this way, it's all good. What do I got to worry about this? I got this. I'm aligned. We got to get this right, and then you get to the horizontal. Then you get to the horizontal. And what all that does pretty much is shows the cross. It's a picture of the cross. He started at the foundation. He wanted to come down to us so that we could get a good relationship with him because you have to love God first, then you can love others. You got to love him first, man, or you're going to see people all messed up. Oh, look what she did. Oh, I can't believe she did that in the lunchroom. It's all good. Don't worry about that. I, me and God, we here. We all have been broken or have been in a broken relationship. But the beautiful thing about God is that he's able to take something broken and he's able to put it together, fix it together, and actually make it more valuable. He's taken us who have been broken, and when we add him into our life, we become more valuable. We're already valuable, but when we add that Holy Spirit to us, man, you don't know what you can do. Eye have not seen, ear have not heard, but the Spirit reveals. You got the Spirit, he'll reveal things to you. It's a Chinese art form called Kintsuki, and this is where they take broken pots and they put them together and make them more valuable. You all check out this quick video for me real quick. Zen masters developed an argument that pots, cups and bowls that had become damaged shouldn't simply be neglected or thrown away. They should continue to attract our respect and attention and be repaired with enormous care. The word given to this tradition of ceramic repair is kintsugi, kin, golden, tsugi, joinery. It means quite literally to join with gold. In Zen aesthetics, the broken pieces of an accidentally smashed pot should be carefully picked up, reassembled, and then glued together with lacquer inflected with the most expensive gold powder. There should be no attempt to disguise the damage. The point is to render the fault lines beautiful and strong. The precious veins of gold are there to emphasize that breaks have a philosophical merit all of their own. You are no that the blood is more valuable than gold. You all know that his power is more valuable and stronger than any glue that can bind anything together. In order to have good relationships, you all, first off, you have to bring your broken ones to him. I'm talking about if you want to be more valuable or have more valuable relationships, bring it to him. Learn from those, your mistakes. Not what they did wrong. How could you have done better? What did I do wrong? What could I have done better in this relationship that it didn't go the way that it did? You become more valuable when you do that. Situation isn't a failure if you learn from it. No such thing as failure if you learn. You gain knowledge on what not to do next time. The next thing we have to do, you all, is forgive. We got to forgive. Let go and let we got to let go sometimes. Let go of the past hurt. Bring it to him. He'll fix you up. Sometimes it can be difficult to forgive, but you have to look at the bigger picture. How many of you all in here, you've sinned? 
oh, man, a bunch of heathens in this room. <laughs> it's a church. <laughs> we all have sinned and fallen short. But the thing is this, you all. God has forgiven us over and over and over and over and over again. And he tells the servant, how dare you? I've forgiven you of so much. How could you not forgive them of so little? It's a beautiful thing to forgive. Let go. Then the last thing is, you got to take you and your situation to God. Put it in the sculptor's hand. He's the one that actually molds things and make things whole. Put it in his hand. Let him make you brand new. Let him renew you. Let him get you right. Let him, let God be the one to put all those broken pieces back together again. You have to go to God. That's the most important part of this. Get, stay connected to him. Let me have everybody heads bowed and eyes closed.